and welcome to Reflections, five-minute encouraging biblical stories. We saw that Paul was in Jerusalem and meeting with the elders, giving them a review of the missionary work that he was able to do. They were, of course, thrilled to see him and were very impressed by his ability to talk to the people who strictly followed the law and help them to see that Jesus is the Messiah. Then they were like, uh, Paul, you realize you are very well known, especially in Jewish communities, for having a great teaching style and haven't made that many friends. So you know that crowds are going to be joining us. Let's see what happens next. Acts 21, 23. Do therefore this that we say to thee, we have four men which have a vow on them. Take them and purify thyself with them and be at charges with them that they may shave their heads and all may know that those things whereof they were informed concerning thee are nothing, but that thou thyself also walkest orderly and keepest the law. As touching the Gentiles which believe, we have written and concluded that they observe no such thing, save only that they keep themselves from things offered to idols and from blood and from strangled and from fornication. So, since everyone realizes that Paul has come to the place that is not very friendly to him, they are going to have a plan to try to make sure that things go smoothly. They know that there are these four guys that have a vow and have shaved their heads. Remember many episodes ago when Paul took a vow and shaved his head? I wonder if they took a similar vow and that is why this plan works. Then they say that they are going to purify himself with these four guys so he can prove that he walks in an orderly way and keeps the law just like he should. Especially since he has just spent so much time talking to the Gentiles and their ways are considered so wayward by strict law-following Jews, this could be a good move to help Paul not be on all of everyone's bad sides. Let's see how this plays out. Acts 21, 26. Then Paul took the men and the next day purifying himself with them entered into the temple to signify the accomplishment of the days of purification until that an offering should be offered for every one of them. And when the seven days were almost ended, the Jews, which were of Asia, when they saw him in the temple, stirred up the people and laid hands on him. Okay, well, it started out all right. He went and things were going well. Then, as we discussed, this feast in Jerusalem is one where all males are required to come. So, of course, all the Jews that Paul has met along the way in his travelings, and probably made upset along the way, are here. No wonder everyone said he shouldn't go. Also, there have to be so many people in Jerusalem and around the temple. But God allowed the Jews from Asia to see Paul. I'm sure that since in Asia, in only two years, Paul was able to reach everyone in the region, that these Jews are not pleased at all. So they stir up the people and lay hands on him. This is exactly what was predicted. Also, it has to bring back memories of all the other cities that have had this exact same response to Paul. So let's see what happens next. Acts 21, 28, crying out, men of Israel, help. This is the man that teacheth all men everywhere against the people and the law and this place. And further brought Greeks also into the temple and hath polluted this holy place. Well, that's an interesting take. They say they need help. Probably a great strategy to get the attention of everyone before they start telling everyone who Paul is and why he's bad. It is interesting to see that they say Paul teaches everywhere against the people. I wonder what that's supposed to mean. Then they say that he has brought four Greeks to the temple to defile it. This is so interesting that because Paul has spent time 
teaching to the Jews first, and then when he has not received their teaching to the Gentiles, that immediately the Jews think that he is here defiling the temple with Greeks. Have there ever been moments in your life where people immediately jump to conclusions? It is so harmful, and as we see here and in other parts of Paul's story, may not be correct. I know it is very easy to judge people and jump to conclusions, but the more I read Paul's story and see the outcomes of these actions, the more I realize in my personal life, I need to be more understanding. Instead of immediately assessing the situation and seeing it from my perspective, give it a bit of time, review everything that's going on, maybe even talk to the other person or people about their perspective, and then make my judgment. Yes, it's a lot more steps, and maybe not what the crowd is doing, but it will, in the end, save a bunch of time and heartache in the future. Join me in the next episode to see what happens to Paul now that he is literally in the middle of a mob.